Hello, and welcome to the Broke Bingo Addict. This is a podcast that ventures through the wild and crazy world of bingo. This is much more than your grandmother's bingo. My name's Shari, and welcome to this week's episode, which as always is for entertainment purposes only. So hello, welcome to this week's episode of The Broke Bingo Addict, and this is going to be one of my favorite episodes, I can tell you already, because I am thrilled to have Tanya, uh, also known as the bingo underscore addict on TikTok, also the founder of confessionsofabingoaddict.com. She also has a YouTube too, is that correct, Tanya? That's correct. I do have YouTube. It's Confessions of a Bingo Addict on YouTube. On YouTube, and then they have the dot com. She's got so much stuff going on. It's just absolutely crazy. So I already told her, I'm pretty sure that this is going to end up running into two episodes because I've got so many questions for Tanya. So uh, for those of you who don't know, which is just amazing, if you're you're a true bingo lover, I I can't imagine that you're not already aware of Tanya, but she has 131, almost 132,000 followers on TikTok, which... (laughs) <laughs> I've got it this date. I've got like less than 2000. So just even hearing that amount just absolutely amazes me. So anyway, I got all kind of things to ask Tanya. First off being, uh, you know, I want to know how you got started playing bingo. What's funny is that I got started. Uh, one of my best friends from high school, we're still really close. This was back probably in like 2000. I think it was 2004. She was at work. She's a a pharmacist at Texas Children's. And uh, her friend was, like, daring us to go play bingo because she always talked about us. So she was like, where's the bingo hall at? And I was like, I don't know. So she looked it up, and she found this one, like, old-school bingo hall. And we went, and it was so funny. We used to just get, like, the little nine-card pack. (laughs) We thought it was so funny. And all these people were, like, going crazy over it, and we didn't know what was going on. And so it became, like, a a bi-weekly thing. We would go like every so often because she has kids. I didn't have kids. Um, she had kids and a husband and everything. And we just started going and going and going. Didn't know what was going on. And we went literally for 11 years to wow. this place. And we only won once each. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the scary thing is you can play and play and play and not win. So do you still play with that person? Yes, I do still play with, uh, her name is Demetria. She doesn't mind me saying her name, (laughs) but it's every once in a while. She has like a whole life, you know, she, she has one, her oldest son is gone now. He went off and moved out, but she still has a teenage son. So she does a lot of family things, but we play like maybe once every three or four months we'll go play, but, uh, she won't go on live. (laughs) Yeah, those lives can scare you. You put me on my very first live and scared the heck out of me when we were at South Point. So that was funny. But here's my question. So that's when you started. How often do you play now? Do you play every day, once, once, twice a week? How often do you play? Okay, so now, because of my addiction, because that's what it is. It's actually an addiction. It is. But mine is a healthy addiction because I've seen it where it can get bad. But, um... I play sometimes seven days a week. Wow. I've had had to slow it down a lot because it is tiring at points where it's not just me sitting down playing bingo. The reason why I started it, just to hang out and chill. Now it's more work because I have to talk to my audiences. Sometimes I'm on TikTok and YouTube at the same time. So sometimes I've I've cut it down to maybe five days a week. 
um, over the past month, it's only been three times a week because I have so many other things going on as well, you know, just because of becoming a bingo influencer. So there's no time. Well, I was wondering about that. I was my whole question. It seems like there's so much to do to kind of keep up with doing the content. Now, is there a requirement? Because I know you have some sponsors or people um, um, that you promote. Do they require you to spend a certain amount of time on TikTok? Okay, so some sponsorships, and it's so many of them, because I am actually being sponsored by quite a bit of uh, partners right now, but some request just one video. Some request that if I live stream at the hall, that I'm there for a full session, not just, you know, a half a session. Um, some require TikTok. Some don't require TikTok. It just depends on what their, what their specifications are. Well, do you have any kind of a conflict of interest since you have the YouTube and you have the TikTok? And does Instagram play in, into this in any way? Instagram is kind of slow. I, I, started, I started on Facebook to be honest with you. Oh. I've been doing uh, live live bingo since like 2017. Wow. Just been family. And then um, I kind of migrated over to Instagram because, you know, everyone is saying like Instagram is the best spot and it, it really didn't do well. Um, I still have my dedicated followers on there and my nephew, who at the time was like 11 years old, was like, you need to get on uh, <laughs> TikTok, ain't Tanya? And I was like, what? <laughs> So I moved over to TikTok and that's where, you know, I really like blew up, blew up. Yeah, you're you are one of the main people out there and you have such a great presence. Now, one of the things I like most about your videos is you seem to always be having so much fun. Now, do you do that on purpose or is it just how you naturally are? That You know, what's crazy. I'm naturally like that. But you will see some of my bad days because, you know, no one likes to lose. I, I know you cannot win every time. Or I know that I'm not going to be in the best mood at all times. But I've been like this since I was a child. My mom always says that I've always been like just this happy-go-lucky person. And so it's always been that way from, I guess, birth. <laughs> um, people used to tease me in, in school and in, in college and say, Tony, you're always so bubbly. It's too early in the morning. <laughs> but one of the things I want to say is I did notice this. It's something that I thought about. When I met you at the last convention at the South Pole, excuse me, not the last convention. When I met you at South Point, uh, I, one of the things I realized is you are so popular and so many people come up to you. And I was wondering, it's how do you keep that? How do you be gracious and how do you be kind to all these people that are coming up to you? And, and trust me, you were very gracious and kind to me, and I really appreciate it. But there's certainly been other influencers who are kind of been like, you know, not as well known as you who at the same point have been like, so I, I just appreciated the fact that you seem to have this generosity to all of your influencers. So is that something you're conscious of or it's just, again, just naturally you? It's just naturally me. I've worked in management uh, for over 25 years and I've always had an influx of people to know who I am, um, especially here in Houston. I worked in call centers at the beginning. My career was basically based on call center jobs. I actually have a psychology degree wow. and I never anything with it so working in call centers you're around so many hundreds of people throughout you know the day and so you're used to people coming up to you and especially being a supervisor coming up asking you hey can you take an escalated call so you have to know how to deal with different personalities and then I switched from call centers and went to like manufacturing and that's a whole nother slew of people so me just being more aware of 
people coming up to me is 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 natural. However, with the whole TikTok famous thing, it's totally different because at work you see like these familiar faces. Out in the open with being an influencer, you have all these strange people come up to you. And um, it took a little bit of time for me to get acclimated to it because I do have like my territory bubble around me. <laughs> and one guy, and he doesn't mind me telling this story. I was in Las Vegas and I had played the last session at Gold Coast, which was at 11 o'clock and it, I had lost. So I was in a mood and I'm walking down uh, the stairs and I get ready to go to the elevators and this random guy runs up to me he was like oh my god it's her it's her and i'm like whoa <laughs> he hit me so much that the security guard right there at the elevators was like are you okay so by that time his wife walks up and she's like henry get out of her face he was like i watch you all the time my name is henry can i take a picture and when he did that that kind of put me in a place to be like you know what <laughs> this is real life right now this is this is happening so I need to be prepared for these kind of things. And it just went on from there. And Henry still watches me now. (laughs) It is. It's true. People get really excited. I know when I saw you the first time, it was like, oh, my God. Uh, You know, it's just I had seen you so often. And again, we we had our conversation about how we're kind of connected a little bit there. So it was just kind of and all my friends, too. It's like, oh, my God, I saw her. So all my friends are really aware of you, too. People who don't even play bingo are very aware of you. So I was thinking it, it is very much a celebrity status. It definitely is, and I'm I'm telling you this now. I was not built to be a celebrity because <laughs> I like to talk, and people are like, "Come on, Tanya, let's go, let's go, let's go." You know, you got to do this, and I'm e- either late for bingo or I'm doing this because someone is talking to me. Like, <laughs> and I want to talk to them. I want to give them that attention. You know, growing up, you saw your favorite celebrity, you didn't really get a chance to talk to them. Um, because they are busy, you know, they do have to do some things and some people are rude. I don't want to be that person. You know, I want to give that person that, that two minutes of gratification, like, Hey, I met one of my favorite people, you know? No, absolutely. And you do that. I think you like, you know, so far from all the people that I've met, uh, you know, most people have been really, really gracious. But I think by far you you were the most gracious and stuff. And and that's one of the things I love about this community, though. People are super nice. Like I said, when I was doing my my first live, everybody was so super helpful. Bingo Fairy, Mama Guam, uh, you know, just a lot of people. But, uh, you know, but again, you have such a large audience. It's nice when somebody who has an audience that big is still uh, aware that people appreciate getting a little bit of their time. So as we've said already, you have a massive audience. You are a very uh, key influencer out there. And you said you spend seven days a week sometimes playing bingo. So are you able to make a living off this? Because you have a lot of sponsors. You said, does that make it possible for you just to concentrate solely on being a bingo underscore addict and confessions of a bingo addict? Yes. So basically what happened, I was working full time. Uh, well, during the pandemic, we were laid off and furloughed and I kept going back, helping out here and there. And then finally in 2021, I was like, you know what? Uh, I'll just do some contract work. I took a package. I said, I'll do contract work and still do the bingo influencing thing. But it got so overwhelming with the bingo influencing thing that I was able to just basically quit my job and do it full time. And I actually make a decent a decent set. I make more than what I was making as an operations manager in the oil and gas industry. 
Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. I'm very impressed. You do a lot of stuff, so it's not like you're not working for this money because you are constantly doing something. You have some of the cutest videos. Uh, I know you sell the, uh, what is it, the Bigfoot Daubers, which, by the way, I'm expecting to get my two uh, in the mail. Uh, I think I, I, I'm not sure if I did that right, but I tried to order some last night. But uh, And you had your, your beautiful little she shed. So does the money from all this uh, influencing help buy that she shed? The actual influencing paid for everything with the she shed, everything. The only thing that didn't pay for the she shed, I had, my following is is so, I don't know, supportive that they wanted me to have a really good chair. So they actually donated for my chair. Wow. <laughs> the chair and um, they got just right to the point. I just added a little extra to it. But everything in the she shed, everything that was done here was all paid by, you know, my partnerships. Very nice. So here's my other question, too. So you have partnerships out there from from various things, but how much specifically do you get from TikTok support wise? You know, what's crazy. It's always been up and down with TikTok. At the beginning, it was good. Like I I joined the creator fund and we were getting decent money, you know, for the views. And then I don't know what TikTok did, but it just kind of went down. And this is when I was still popping, you know, like mm-hmm. my account really growing and it just stopped and um, I became shadow banned. That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> and um, it just TikTok really didn't pay me like I should get paid or any of the creators. A lot of the creators, if you talk to them, they're, they're all having some of the same issues with TikTok not paying us. So. Basically, with TikTok, I use that as a stepping stone to pull over to YouTube. And and that's where I like, I am thrilled with YouTube. That's where I make the majority of uh, my video content money from is YouTube. See, and I have done absolutely nothing on YouTube. It was all I could do to get on TikTok. So, so do you sign a contract or is it just when you get to a certain point that they start uh, giving you money or is it just based on how many... Uh, either likes or follows or whatever you get. I don't understand uh, YouTube at all. So could you give me some information on how that works? Sure. With YouTube, basically, you need to have at least 1,000 followers to go live. I know there's a like a, hoop, a loop around of that or, or whatever, a loophole. But uh, you have to have at least 1,000 uh, followers to go live. But in order for you to start getting monetized, all you need to do is have 4,000 watch hours and just meet the, you know, the criteria, which is a thousand followers. And, um, you then you start getting paid a certain amount of views who view your ads. So your ads, you know how you click on YouTube and you're watching a video and then a little commercial will come in. Yeah. Instead of saying skip, if someone watches that, that pays you a certain percentage of that ad. And then if even with the skip ones, you get a certain percentage. So it just depends on the actual uh, ad company or, or the provider on how much they want to give you. So all of that adds up. So the more people view your videos, the more money you get. 
Well, just like I suspected, this conversation is turning into more of a two-parter and possibly even a three-parter talking to Tanya of the lovely at bingo underscore addict and also of Confessions of a Bingo Addict. I hope you've enjoyed this part, but I also hope you'll come back to listen to the continuation of this conversation on The Broke Bingo Addict. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening. It's not a game. It's a red stick.